This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 188 of The Real Word. Word is up. Yes, it is. All right, we've got, we've got, we've never done it. We haven't done this topic, the eviction topic. So we're going to get into that. I'm very sure. Very Mm -hmm. sure we haven't done it. You have the cliff notes. I don't have the cliff notes. We've kind of skirted around it, so we're going to get into that in racket number one. We're going to get into condo boards in racket number two, how they can help and or hurt your business. And then our marketeer is going all the way back to the greatest decade in American history. Wow. The 1990s. Oh, by far. You're stamping it. Yeah. You're stamping it. The 90s were by far the best decade in American history. So we'll tell well, you what maybe that means. The, maybe the greatest decade that you've been alive. I just rank it as the best. I mean, everything everything mm-hmm. great was happening, and it was right before all the... Like the MC Hammer pants, yeah. the hip-hop. I mean, I wouldn't put that in the top, you know, 10 of why it's I don't know. I wore, I wore those. I wore those envelope pants. Oh, we got to get some pictures. Can we recall Slayed those photos? that. I don't know. If you could hit up Nance, she sees everything. Yeah. Well, she hits yeah. me up on the DM all the time, so... <laughs> Maybe I will ask Nance. All right, let's get into to racket number one. The looming eviction crisis is overblown. This is an Inman article, which we'll link up. And, and it's a is this a considered an opinion piece? Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's an opinion it's piece. It's lengthy too. I mean, this was this took reading. This does take reading. It is an mm-hmm. article on yep. Inman.com, so it certainly would take some reading. And and of course, we will link it up. So. Uh, this is an opinion piece, uh, piece by Andrew uh, Sirios, and let's get into what some of his thoughts are. Although there's a lot of chatter about an eviction tsunami or an eviction apocalypse, whenever the final uh, federal uh, moratorium ends, the data does not support that fear. Here's a deeper dive. Let's get into it. And right before we get into it, you do hear this a lot, mostly from people who are wannabe real estate investors okay and, and this this is where i'm going with this not you don't have a lot of the sophisticated real estate investors saying oh i'm gonna wait for this you know eviction tsunami to open up so i can score deals it's the people who have never bought a deal in their life and they're waiting or hoping crossing their fingers to steal something what do i mean by that i mean we've talked about BlackRock buying up $6 billion worth of single family homes as investment properties to rent because they know that rents are soaring. There's actually a New York Times article going all the way back to March of this year talking about a $60 billion housing grab by Wall Street. Hundreds of thousands of single family homes are now in the hands of giant companies squeezing renters for revenue and putting the American dream even further out of reach because they believe in these investments and they're buying right now. They're not waiting for an eviction crisis. They're buying now top of the market and oftentimes, and we've talked about this on the show a whole bunch, they're buying above market value. So it's those onesies and twosies that are like, Oh, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. When you wait and you never get in, you're going to miss the market. There's no such thing as timing the market. What happened in 2008 is not what is necessarily happening now. It's it's actually nothing even similar uh to what's happening now because we're not we know for certain we're not going through 
a mortgage crisis. So mortgage, right? Yeah. So so it's, it's very different. But let's get, let's jump back into uh, some of Andrew Andrew's thoughts. So he's pointing towards questionable surveys. Okay. So uh, it's been going on since the pandemic. Obviously, there, there's been this you know eviction ban. You've heard that in the headlines. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you know you hear a lot of people like basically being asked if on, on these surveys if they are uh, you know at risk of losing their house right uh, so he's pointing towards surveys that are you know I don't know here's one June 2020 an Aspen Institute said between 19 and 23 million people are at risk of eviction this July Aspen Institute same uh, you know same survey said 15 million people at risk of eviction but the big question is what does at risk of eviction mean now 15 million people being evicted that would be a lot that would be significant that would be a concern because we know that we're only about you know between three to five million homes short in this country of supply if all of a sudden and and 15 people being or 15 million people being evicted doesn't mean 15 million homes hit the market but if 15 million people were evicted overnight there, there would be some changes in the market but obviously being at risk and evicted are two different things. But he's arguing that half, 50% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So you could argue that 50% of Americans are at risk of being evicted just based off of the fact that they're living paycheck to paycheck. But the facts are the majority of those people are getting up and going to work every single day. The National Multifamily Housing Council does a monthly survey of apartment owners, owners covering just shy of 12 million units and found that 95.6% of their tenants paid rent in June of 2021. This is down slightly from 95.9, so 0.3% difference for June of 2020. But that's very high, and obviously, you know, it's it's 12 million units, so you're talking, I don't know, what would that four, what would 4% of 12 million be, Nicole? Uh, not, 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 you want me to do the math? It, it like wouldn't, pull- it wouldn't be millions of people at risk no, of, of being evicted. Not. So, nope. uh, there, there you go with, with kind of the that's surveys. When you do, that's when you, that's when you throw me the ball. That's when you're like, and it's your turn to talk. Do yeah, math d- in your d- head. D- do you do have the calculator? You are the calculator. That's, Jesus Christ. He's got the calculator out. Don't that you? was, that, that was like a hard ball. That wasn't even a, Hey, Hey, why don't you, do you join think? the conversation? What do you think that is, was, is let's make it look like a bigger ass. All right, so throw the math what, what are your what are your thoughts on him pointing out the surveys? What what would you what would you think about the surveys? Well, I mean, I think obviously you, it's all headlines. I mean, and and I think that it is important that he is bringing um, that to everybody's attention that it is a headline grabber. Um, it's interesting though too because again, you're talking about June of 2020. In my mind, that's still sort of like the beginning. So, I again, I I I appreciate the fact that he's bringing sort of the the counter side to it. Obviously, as we continue to sort of jump through each of these topics here in this article, you know, you'll really start to understand that again. again people are paying and again he even sort of goes a little bit deeper into um you know lots of i'm a landlord um i would much rather sort of figure it out with my tenant than kick them out you know so um and that's another option he he talks about yeah yeah i mean we can keep moving through but um i'm still i'm still reeling over the math problem Oh, you, you uh, well, I can figure it out real quick for you. I do have a calculator. No, I, I feel great about it. I mean, it's it's over now. 12 million times 0.04, which would be 4%. That's 480,000 units that uh, 
weren't weren't paying the rent, but they could be vacant too. So so you've got that too. And that's right. actually a typical. You take a big multifamily complex. That's like your typical uh, vacancy rate, like four percent right. or whatever. So yeah. there you go. Uh, not a big problem. Now, it doesn't get into this in this article, but there are other sources that you can look up that talk about a lot of these evictions that are filed right now and that are waiting for a ban in many cases to be lifted so that they can go ahead and evict are well below or are in units or in homes that are well below the median price point right now in this country, which is about $350,000 or more depending on, on the area. Okay. So it's not like there's, and what we've seen get really bought up. I mean, think about all the second homes that were bought in the last 18 months. Think about all these higher price homes. We saw prices accelerate median price points, $350,000. It's not like there's a lot of those homes that are waiting to evict somebody. And so that being said, if it is below median price points, that inventory, if it did hit the market, would get scooped up in a heartbeat, whether it's BlackRock, whether it's Zillow, or whether it's that local investor who's waiting for a deal. Those deals would, would immediately, or the first time home buyer, they would immediately sell if they hit the market. Yeah. Also, part of this, it's not in this article either, and, and then we'll get back into, into this article here, but also National Association of Realtors, Nicole, you saw that they sued to have this eviction ban lifted to protect homeowners, to protect real estate investors, landlords. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think they've made it too far, but they are, you know, the courts struck them down. Did you see that? I did not see that. You did not see that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So our, our national association of realtors did that. Uh, now they're, they're not having much luck with that in the courts and and obviously there's a lot of states um that have just said we're, we're not lifting this at all so you know any, anytime soon so so there you go it's kind of a, a tough battle all right going back into this eviction filings are not up so that's an interesting stat which would contradict to your point nicole the headlines that hey there's going to be this eviction crisis the eviction labs at princeton university i'd love to go to that lab that sounds like a lab i would like the eviction labs the eviction labs? The eviction labs. Well, click, on like a... click on it. Click on it. It hyperlinks <laughs> you someplace else. Yeah, it's a uh, evictionlab.org. In, in a typical year, landlords file 3.7 million eviction cases. So they've got a whole bunch of data on, ooh, we should really be looking at this. Everybody, what Connecticut's we'll link... in here? Evictionlab.org. Everybody should be looking at this. This is, this is interesting. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll go back to that. So anyway, tracking six states. Yeah. Oh, just six states right now. It is tracking data in six states. Yep. Okay. So, uh, at Princeton university, it's a pro tenant department that monitors evictions across the country. So I just talked about national association of realtors, uh, suing to lift the eviction ban. They would be pro homeowner. The people that actually own the real estate that took the risk to make the investment, the eviction labs at Princeton university is pro tenant. Okay, so there you go. Uh, monitors evictions across the country. Right now, it is tracking, like you said, six states. Connecticut, Delaware, Indiana, Minnesota, Missouri, and, and New Mexico. Interesting enough that they're not doing Jersey, even though they're in Jersey. 
Uh, kind of a weird mix there, but I guess a good Definitely mix. Definitely a weird mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking at the data from those six states, there's no evidence of any sort of major uptick in filing. filing. So this is interesting because Minnesota and Connecticut have statewide eviction moratoriums that have stayed in place alongside the federal ban the entire time. So you would think that in those two states, you'd have a potential for eviction uh, filings to rise, waiting for the ban to be lifted. If people in those two states were like squatting, like, ah, I'm not just going to pay. I can just, right. uh, you know, I, 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 I'm collecting unemployment, but you know what? I've got the right not to pay you, so I'm not gonna, going to pay you. That that type of scenario, which there are a lot of landlords that are saying that that's what's happening to them. So, but but the data is not showing that in those two particular states or, or this grouping of six states. That's interesting. You don't seem interested by this topic at all, Nicole. You seem no, very, I, very I'm, uninterested I'm, in the I'm eviction interested. Pan crisis. Well, I, I, well, because I, 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 I'm interested. I just, it's, it's again, like I said from the very beginning, this is a really long article. It goes into a, a lot of different things. Again, it's you don't it's, like it, long, long articles. You're gonna love the marketeer. You picked it I, out. It's it. No, no, no. It's 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 very helpful. And I think that it's a great conversation to be having. Um, I do agree with everything that you're saying, because, again, if people are waiting for deals and to be quite honest, I don't I'm not even so certain that landlords are then going to be flipping their house and selling it once these tenants are out. I mean, again, keep it like refi it money's cheap you know maybe they've already done that during this to like pull some cash out to keep them afloat I I just I guess the whole thing is just very interesting to me that people are thinking that once they're able to kick these tenants out that they're then gonna sell because to be quite honest we've seen lots of single family homes and even multi-family homes go on the market where people have to assume these 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 renters, I've seen multiple situations too where the buyers are even paying these tenants to move out tens of thousands of dollars to get them out so that they can move in. Or again, if it's if it's like an in law, and and again, we're seeing a lot of people coming in from the city, like moving into these waterfronts, and and some of them have in laws. Again, they're paying people to get out. So, again, I, I, the whole crisis thing clearly has been a headliner because I feel like a lot of investors and again even if they're just onesies and twosies are figuring out ways to like get around this and to keep these properties and I don't see in my mind any reason or intent of them to then sell once these tenants are able to be evicted if they ever are the real uh, sad story the real crime the real criminal uh, you know, case in all of this, in my opinion, is the fact that there is $45 billion of taxpayer money that the government has given out to the states for rental assistance and less than 10% of that money has been allocated to landlords and tenants that actually truly need need the money. The states are sitting on this federal money, which is not their money. It is taxpayers' money. This is stolen money that is just just sitting there, not being used for its purpose. That should be the headline. Right. Uh, Of course, 
Nobody wants to talk about that. They want to talk about an eviction right. crisis. Well, that is not happening. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. I mean, because there is help. There is certainly help. But you. But it's very difficult and almost impossible for tenants to get that help. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'll do a quick Google of how much has been, as of about a month ago, it was less than 10%. It was down at around 6%. Uh, has actually been used, has been, has been distributed. How, how, how much rental assistance has been uh, distributed? Uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. This is showing me just Florida. I want the whole state. I want the whole state. Oh, boy. That's Wait, you, you mean the whole one. country? You want the uh, whole I, want, country? I want the whole country. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, want, I don't want Florida. Billions in government aid is available CBS News. Um Here's how to get it two weeks ago. Maybe this will tell only 10 million. And this, this says, uh, oh, that's a different state too. All right. So 46 billion. What did I say? 45 billion. Yeah. I mean, it, All right, so it's this, this saying is, here. This is CBS news. This it is says 45 billion in this article. And, 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 and I'm looking at CBS news it says 46 billion. So we're, so we're pretty mm -hmm. close in the emergency, uh, federally, spe especially awarded for the purpose of, you know, rental assistance, barely 10% has been used. This is according to CBS news as of two weeks ago. So um, barely 10%. So it's it's now just hit about 10%. The money is not getting out fast enough. And so why, uh, you know, why would we not get the money to the people that need it and, right. and then list and then lift this eviction ban? Give them the money that's been allocated. Okay, you, you took $46 billion from taxpayers. Give it to the people that actually need it. Maybe they can't prove who needs it. Maybe nobody needs it. Maybe that's the whole point here. Nobody needs the money. Maybe that's why it's sitting there. This is unbelievable. All right. So uh, my opinion would lie with Andrew, who wrote the article, very long article, like Nicole said, which we'll link up, that we are very not long. going through an eviction crisis. There will be pent up evictions. No question about that. There is also uh, a need for rental housing as well as you know, if homes hit the market for buyers. So it's not going to create some type of inventory glut. People that are thinking an eviction crisis is going to equal a deal for them to Nicole's point. If I own the property, a rental property, and I need to evict somebody once I get them out, I'm just happy that I can go get, you know, a new tenant, a qualified tenant and, and start making my return on, on my investment. Right. I do feel bad for the property owners that are never going to recoup this money because you can't get blood of out of a stone and you take them to court, but of course. good luck with that. Well, well, that's the but that's also the bottom line that they're talking about here too is that eviction, evictions are so expensive. So it's like, do you continue, you know, to sort of dig yourself a deeper hole, or again, do you just ask them to leave? Maybe just give them the money to leave, or again, do you work it out? Um, there, I, I mean, I there's know. a Fox Business article uh, I just saw the other day, and I'll just read it off really quick before we move on to the next racket. Rent payments are higher than mortgages in these cities. They've got 10 cities uh, listed out. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, Miami. I mean, Miami. So that means in Miami, rent is higher than buying. So it's still a deal in a market that is accelerating so much in Miami to buy than it is to rent. Uh, typical rent is 2249 uh, in Miami where the mm -hmm. monthly mortgage is 1727 a difference of over $500 in Miami. Atlanta is one of these cities. Birmingham, Alabama, Tampa, Indianapolis, Orlando, Charlotte, 
Oklahoma City and Detroit, all 10 of those cities, it is, it is higher to rent. Rent payments are higher, that is, than to obtain a mortgage. That, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. That surprise you? That surprises you? It doesn't no, surprise no, me. No, but it, but it also, and I know we're getting way off topic here, it speaks to why you know, these prices have gone up on, on buying real estate. It's why BlackRock is buying it at the top of, right. the, top of the market. These are the new numbers, folks. The, the market, the values of these homes are not going to fall off a cliff. If you're waiting for that, you're going yeah. to miss your opportunity to be invested in real estate. All right, racket number two, from an agent broker perspective, will serving on a condo board or HOA help your business? Okay, another Inman article, which we will link up. An agent is wondering if joining a condo or homeowners association board will help her in her real estate career. What advice should you should we give her, Nicole? We'll start with you. What mm, advice would you me? give her? Yeah. I, again, I think it's a double-edged sword. And, I, and it's funny because I was asking you before because you're in an HOA and are you, are two, you on I'm, the board? I have two HOAs. You are, you, you, oh, yep, yep. Um, one in Connecticut, one in Florida. I, I think it's I think it I think it's interesting because I, I definitely think that this is like probably like a this isn't immediately going to be helping your business in my mind unless you're talking about a, a board or an association that has such huge turnover where you could potentially I mean what are you trying to gain out of this the listings or you're hoping buyers come to you I mean I get I totally get that again in my mind this is not you're not you're not getting into this as a business grower in my opinion i think you're getting involved in it to get involved in your association and if you get some sales out of it i, I think that that's the perk but i guess it could also be counterintuitive too i'm sure you're a dream to the people at the board in your hoa right you're you're lovely so, and nice yeah. and you, so you, i i love i love hoa living love yes. it love yep. hoa living love that i don't have to make every single decision uh that i don't have to coordinate every single blade of grass being cut. Love, love, love that. And I choose to be in, in two but... HOAs for a reason. Now, one of my Connecticut HOA is 16, a total of 16 homeowners. Florida is over 400 homeowners in that HOA. When you're an agent thinking about being on the board of an HOA association, is it going to help or hurt my business? Okay. If you're in a small HOA like 16, it's going to have no impact because the turnover on 16 units is very small. But if you're unless unless you unless you rub them the wrong way, it could actually or maybe it could hurt opposite. your business because maybe you get better. Right. Now, if you're and we can get into to what you're talking about there. If you're in a HOA that has 400 uh, units or a thousand or it's a high rise in New York City and you want to dominate the building, you want to dominate the community, having that as your farm, different than being on the, on the, on the board, I get that, different than being really active in the HOA, but if you want to farm that area that you live in, that's a really good idea. We've talked about that a bunch, obviously. If you listen to the show, you understand that. That's, that's a good thing. Now, being on the HOA, if you're going to take, if you're going to be effective in your role on the board, you're going to have to take a stance on issues that not everybody is going to agree with. Okay. You know, you get these debates in these HOAs. I want to uh, invest in, you know, a, a new driveway or, or 
mm-hmm. you know, whatever, right? You get all, all these. Or well, hanging new light fixtures. Hanging new light fixtures or, you know, who we're going to hire Who's for a, a vendor, yeah. these kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, you could have situations where half the people are on one side of the debate and, and half the or the conversation and half the people are on the other side. So if you're going to be effective in your role, you're going to have to take a side much like politics. Right. And so those people on your side are really going to support you and, and they're going to be for you. The people you're opposing are not going to be for you. Now, the best way to get business on a board being on an HOA is to be Switzerland, is to do absolutely nothing, um, to, to be like to be like most politicians where you do nothing, you disturb nobody, you just sit there and collect your you know, your uh, check, so to speak, even though you're not getting a check to be on the board. You you're just checking the box, you're 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 completely riding the fence on mm. every single issue. You're seeing both sides. If you want to if your goal on the board is not to improve the community or hold the value in the community, because you gotta take well, a stance to I, do that. If you're if your goal is to get business, you gotta ride the fence. Potentially, but I think but I think also as an agent, you could be a valuable resource and explain to them, you know, what are what are what are these what do these decisions have for the value in the future. So th- And that's the best way to do it. I think that's the only way that you can do it. it it's it's a lot less about aesthetic and how how it's going to make you feel. I think it's really well, he, your value will be like how are these decisions going to impact the future here's, of, of value. Here's a very small example in my Connecticut HOA. They there's 16 homeowners, right? So And they've been there forever. I mean, how many And a lot have of them sold? have been there. A lot yeah. of them have been there forever. So yeah. And some of and there's a few no. And but there's a discussion that just recently happened about light fixtures okay immediately just off of intuition but, was there, of, but wait but was there even a discussion because I, I i all i heard was that nicole they're putting new fixtures up to yeah, like well, them so they were already being put up there were uh there was some some discussion around it but but ultimately when you have a small hoa like that you're not bringing in a designer, right? They're, they're, these are just homeowners making decisions based off of what they like. So we're talking about feelings, right? And, and we know where feelings are well, going to get you. Well, I'll be honest, though. I'm not so certain that they did. I'm pretty certain that they picked the light fixture that was the the most inexpensive. That could be it, too. But but they yeah. picked a particular style based off of what somebody liked, right? Clearly. Not, not based off of just me, like, knowing the market. Like, for, you know, Nicole, we... We're at 300, and this is not, this is a total humble brag. Our team is at 392 uh, units for the year. Okay, so we've got a little bit more data, and that's in that same market. We've got a little bit more data than these homeowners on what buyers like, what the trends are happening right now that increase value. And my comment was just like, hey, you know, that's, and, and how you get business is by trying to say, in our experience, uh, this percentage of buyers would lean more towards this light fixture as opposed to like what I'm well, like, that's, just, that's an ugly light fixture. Well, you, you could approach it very differently, yeah. but, but, and we just talked about it last week though. I mean, we, we, what was our, it was like the top five or top 10 things to help sell your house, even in an up market. And again, curb appeal was, is on that top Huge. list. It's, it's, I mean, it's so big. If someone pulls in there and feels like they're like they're, they're visiting their 
they're and no offense to grandma but like they're visiting grandma like are they gonna are they gonna want to you know throw the cash at that honest and honestly those units that we're talking about if they just had more curb appeal we're i'm i'm in my mind they'd be worth two hundred thousand dollars more than what they sell for. Well, based on your location, I yeah. mean, you could Because it's all about location and square footage. I mean. Yeah, your size is big. Your size is big. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I don't, want, I don't want to get totally off topic here. The, I can see it helping you if you're taking a very, if you're taking an advisor role on the board. Yes, I don't want to. Advisor role. I don't want to make the decisions. I'm here to be a consultant based off of the data that I have access to that I can present to the board, but I don't want to be here to make decisions because I want to continue to use these relationships as an influence in my farm to get more business. Right. But in your situation, if you're trying to increase your property value, maybe it's, maybe it is worth hopping on there, you know, but yeah, I don't think it's good, but I don't think that way is going to necessarily help your business unless there's enough people there long enough to actually see the return on that investment. Then you are going to be like the baby Jesus of the HOA. I the mean, baby Jesus. Yeah, they're going to they're going to bow to you and bring you. Gifts. Wow. I don't have I had any gifts. <laughs> no, I'm certain that you haven't had any gifts. So, yeah. And, and so so that one HOA I've gotten a little bit involved in just because there are some it's an older community. It was built in 84, so there. it's time to make some decisions there where the Florida one is newer. It, it runs perfectly. Uh, I don't need to even – and that's what that's where I like and prefer to be a member of an HOA is that I don't have to think about the decisions being made. Like I know right. that the every single – The are going to go off. At a, the grass at, is going to be mowed at the same time. Same time every yeah. week. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, because you're throwing a party right after – <laughs> all right yeah. all right uh so your your take is the same advisor role here 100 percent. okay 100 percent. yes yeah and we'll link up that article you you can get their uh the perspective of this article but we're moving on marketeer of the week going back to what i would consider the greatest decade of all time the 1990s mm-hmm. mtv era mtv cribs Yep. Once the king of real estate TV is making its return to cable. Is MTV still on cable? It It, it is still. Okay. But it's interesting here. It says in 2001, though. I mean, this all happened in the early 2000s. Oh, really? Yeah. I just think MTV and I think 90s. Okay. Of course. No, uh, in 2001, 2001. M- aired a shockingly hilarious raw episode. Okay. So you're uh, there you go. All right. Uh, my bad. My bad. But well, MTV but again, of was course, built but- in the 90s. Well, 100%. And obviously, they were highlighting all of the celebrities from the 90s because it was only 2001. But So so the first one is the one I always think about. And, and maybe uh, Sam, who's cutting up this particular real word for us. Welcome back, Sam, to the, to the real word here for a uh, cameo. Maybe he can just put the, a little clip of this first ever episode, which is the one I always think of, the Red Man episode, which is just awesome it is so awesome because it's not like a fancy uh walkthrough he's just literally joking around and, and yeah, it's like hilarious stuff out of his freezer and yeah yeah do a little red man clip there so uh, he walks up on a mattress with no sheets before he shows the camera what he calls exhibit a seemingly a pile of junk on the floor beneath a window that is covered with what 
looks like a broken secondhand office blind. So great stuff. Now, do you think this will be successful coming back? Do you think Cribs oh, Part 2 is going to be, gonna be must-watch TV? Of course. I mean, I, I think if – again – Everyone right now, what do they love? They love the experience. I mean, you're going to be welcomed into these celebrities' homes. I mean, some are probably, I'm certain, quite lavish. But, I mean, it would be fun to throw a few Redmond in there where it's, you know, maybe they're still at the beginning of their career, still haven't quite, you know, made it there. But I, I don't see why it wouldn't. If, if anything, I'll be watching. So um, with the ex- that makes for good TV. With the explosion of real estate TV, HGTV, you know, Bravo with million-dollar listings, I agree. I think this is going to take off. This this is great marketing. If if like the smart luxury brokers can get involved somehow to to maybe be a part of it, you know, a small part of it. But ultimately, people want to see celebrity, you know, homeowners, their homes inside their home. And for what sure. I always enjoyed was like, for whatever weird reason, I even enjoy this. And I think the vast majority of people enjoy like. What is in your fridge? What do you have in your fridge? Open that hmm. thing up. Show me what you got in there. What's in your pantry? You know, what type of items do you have in the house? Even more so, I think, than the house itself. Well, I guess that makes them human, right? Yeah. Whatever sort of makes them real. All right. So th- this is coming out this month. Actually, the first episode aired August 11th. Uh, this is this is obviously a relaunch. And you had an Olympian, Ryan Locked, you know Ryan. I, I, I yes, you don't. He, <laughs> yeah, he, wasn't he like he got into big trouble at one of the last Olympics? Yeah, he was a swimmer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there no. you go, Ryan. Don't yeah. know him. Never heard of him. Not that. Not that. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I'm definitely not dying to see that episode. I have to say. I'd like to see Redman. They should have started with Redman again. His new crew. Oh, do you like an update? Like where yeah. is he now? Where is oh, he now? Poor guy. Do we even know where he is now? He's probably some more fabulous. Kathy Griffin, uh, and then you've got Martha Stewart. Oh wow, her home's got to be fantastic. Martha Stewart, I've got to see that. I got to look that up yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, well, which one? I guess it's also like which one are we going to see? Yeah, I mean the kitchen and that. I I want to see what's in her pantry. What's in her Ugh, fridge? Are you kidding me? Yeah, she'd put us. She'd put us all to shame. I don't want to see anything in her pantry. I love it. All right, so MTV Cribs is back. Uh, you going to start doing MTV Cribs style videos. Are you doing one of those today, Nicole? Are you doing an MTV? Uh, it's already, it already happened. It already happened. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Sam, Sam took care of that already for me this morning. Love it. Love it. So there you go. Love, love to hear from you in the comments uh, in your particular state about the eviction ban. Is there a ban? Do you feel like there's going to be a tsunami of evictions coming in your particular state? Uh, and love to hear any uh, other comments that you have. And if you if found value in this podcast, please consider subscribing. That's a wrap. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Keep it real.